Well, it's great to have all our campuses joining us today, all the way from Sydney down to Rotorua, into the city, then to Whangarei, and also to Kaitaia. Welcome on board this morning. you're not yet standing in your campus, please do so right now and join us here at West. Thank you. Let's pray. Fathers, we come to your word this morning, and as your word goes across the nations, Holy Spirit, we pray that you will speak as only you can. Father, would you rivet your word upon the fleshly tablets of our human hearts? God, not with ink, but the finger of God. And change us, Father, by your spirit and your power, we ask in Jesus' name. And everyone said? Amen. You may be seated. A woman had been plagued for some years with these protruding knots at the base of her spine. Her church went on a season of prayer and fasting. And her and her husband joined in this fast. I think for the first few days, she did water only and then went on a Daniel fast. About the third day, I think it was, into her fast, she went to pray for herself by the laying on of hands. So she put her hands at the, the I see what's happening there, the base of her spine, which was, that pain was often incredibly painful and debilitating, sort of almost paralyzing her. She went to lay hands on herself. She realized that the knots had completely disappeared and she was healed by the power of God. There's incredible healing power in prayer and in fasting. And fasting also has huge health benefits. One of the reasons you get headaches on the first few days of your fast is because it's getting rid of these poisonous toxins which happen to just build up in your system and in your body. And done correctly, they now say that fasting will help lower blood pressure. It can help lower cholesterol, heal rheumatism, heart diseases, skin ailments, allergies, eye diseases. The world now holds seminars on health benefits. Some say it's the most powerful healing agent of all. So in the Herald yesterday, some of you would have seen this article by Dr. Michelson's, a world expert on fasting. I don't know if he's a Christian or not. And this is what he said. He prescribes this fasting for diabetes, for migraines, for arthritis. And he says this, by regularly cutting out breakfast or dinner, and going without food for just 14 hours is one of the best things a person can do to delay the aging process. Hello? Some of you need this. And protect you against disease. Just 14 hours. He goes on to say, there's a body of research that, that says now that periods of restricted eating 
are for the recovery of the body. And it's an excellent way to break the habits of snacking <laughs> and of overeating. I'm not looking at anyone. So, Church Unlimited being as lovely and kind as we are, in order to bless you with good health, long life, and to stop your aging process, we're offering you, free of charge, two lots, prayer and fasting, twice, not once, there's more, twice. We're going to be the youngest looking church in New Zealand. Biblical fasting is refraining from food, in case you didn't know, for a spiritual purpose. The Bible is so clear, so clear. Matthew 6, 3, when you give. Verse 6, when you pray. Verse 16, when you fast. Not if, when. When, unless you can't for medical reasons understand that. So Jesus gives us three specific duties of the Christian life and the Christian walk. Giving, praying, and fasting. And in each case, it says, your father who sees in secret will himself reward you openly. There are massive rewards promised by heaven itself. In that great song this morning, all his promises are yes and amen. When you fast, you get great rewards. Yes and amen. When you give, when you pray, yes and amen. His promises are yes and amen. So these three disciplines are the necessary foundation for a successful Christian walk and life. And fasting is, I call it, an extreme in-your-face statement to the enemy. You're saying, you have, I'm serving notice on you, devil. You have harassed and oppressed me and my body and my health and my family for long enough. I declare war. I declare war. And I have a power in my hands, devil, that you cannot withstand. Epic-scale breakthroughs require diligent prayer and fasting. Yes. Matthew 17, 20 to 21, this kind does not go out by prayer and fasting. There's some things in your life you will not get success in or victory without prayer and fasting. Yeah. Clearly stated in the Bible. As you know, when my dad was a, as a Hindu, 59 years of age, three weeks to live, I turned to prayer and fasting. Because I needed an epic scale breakthrough. That's right. To get it, I had to pray and fast. Yeah. God was gracious, yeah. and we won the victory. Yeah. The devil could not withstand the atomic power released through prayer and fasting. Now look, anyone can be normal. <laughs> anyone can be a normal Christian. But someone, anyone, has to say, I'm not happy just being normal. I want more. 
I can't just do my Christian life and church as usual any longer. I need to see God's power and breakthrough in my life like never before. I want epic scale breakthroughs. And friends, you can start by pushing aside the plate. Locking into some prayer and fasting, making it a regular discipline in your life, and watch how God powerfully, powerfully moves in your life. A lot of what you see God doing in and through my life is because of prayer and fasting. It's been established in this church for 30 years. And as a church, we are making good progress. More people are fasting more and more often. More people in Church Unlimited across our campuses are fasting more and more often. Three mores right there. You've heard, some of you have heard that when our youth had their camp, some of the other campuses joined in. They did 21 days of prayer and fasting. We didn't ask for it. They just did it. And I've noticed that since then, our limitless youth has increased by about 20%. Prayer and fasting is so powerful. When we have our international nights, like African night, international night, those things, voluntarily, the teams will fast for 10 days. It's just amazing, friends. We're getting it at Church Unlimited. It is exciting, and it is powerful, and God is doing some amazing things. This woman was told that she would probably never have children because of some issues that medication could not fix. So she joined in the church's prayer and fasting. 21 days. They were told to believe for four rewards during the fast. It's a good thing to go after. Be specific. What are you actually after? One of them being for physical healing. So every morning, her and her husband would take communion together. It's worth thinking about, folks, if you really need some sort of a breakthrough. Communion is a powerful weapon that God has given us. See, Luke 18, 14 says, He who humbles himself will be exalted. You humble yourself with fasting. That's what David said. You cannot... Humble yourself and not be exalted. The promises of God are yes and amen. You humble yourself with fasting. God is obliged to exalt you in some way. I don't know what that will look like, but he will surely do it. He's done it for me. The promises of God are sure and certain. So anyway, at the end of that fast, this wife... She thought, well, let's go and do a pregnancy test. And she found she was pregnant. And the amazing miracle was that suddenly she had this womb doctors said would never exist. There's power. (laughs) So much power in prayer and fasting. It is incredible. It's the forgotten weapon of the church. And we are restoring it, and we will continue to restore it. See, fasting can start a brand new chapter of favor and blessing in your life. It really can. Because God is wanting to do wonders in your life. Wonders he wants to do in your life and mine. Joshua 3 verse 5. Sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Sanctify yourself. You want wonders? Sanctify yourself with prayer and fasting and get ready for a new chapter of God's favor and blessing in your life. It is amazing what God will do. You are not here by chance, friends. 
Not one of you across campuses here by chance. God wanted you to hear this message. You know why? He has got awesome things in store for you. Amazing things he has planned for your life. And prayer and fasting is going to release it. See, you were made for more. You are made for greater blessing than you're experiencing today. So was your family. God wants to do it, but prayer and fasting is going to be the key that's going to unlock it. Because you've probably tried everything else, and nothing else works. And so as you fast, target your unsaved loved ones in prayer. Create a hit list of people you want to see saved. Some people say you've got five fingers. Put a name on each of those five fingers. Maybe you've got ten. And call those names out during your prayer and fasting. Call them out to God and say, God, number one, two, three. Put those names there and see what God will do. So what we're talking about today is developing spiritual muscle. There are four areas in which you need to develop your muscle, spiritual muscle. In God's Word, it's one. In giving, in praying, and in fasting. And maybe the most powerful or difficult one to develop is fasting. So, to demonstrate, I've got some weights here from my home gym. <coughs> Did I say that? I just want to know what your spiritual muscles are like. So, for the Word of God, you know, is, is your muscle at this level? That's, that's the spiritual muscle you've developed in God's Word. Or is it one of these other ones? What, what's your muscle like with prayer? Is it this strength? Or maybe you've gone, you've gone push prayer a bit further and it's this one here. These each weigh 40 kilograms, <laughs> 260 kgs. See? That's the, what, what's your prayer muscle like? What's it like? Maybe you've gone further. I don't know where it is. What, what, what about your giving muscle? Right? How is it? Is, is this, this your giving muscle here? Or is it less than that? Is it more? What, what is your giving? Is, or have you, have you gone up here, you're giving muscle? The point is this, friends. Every muscle should be growing. Every muscle. I've made sure that every muscle of mine keeps growing spiritually. Because some people are good, they'll just keep growing their word muscle, but their fasting muscle's dead. Or they'll grow their prayer muscle, but they're not growing their giving muscle. See, every muscle can grow and grow and grow. What's your fasting muscle like? So this one here, see, this is probably the hardest one to develop. So this one's just, gosh, 200 on each side, 400 kg. So hey, I've done it. I want to give someone else an opportunity. Do I have a volunteer? <laughs> Don't take too long because our clock is ticking. Here we go. Can we let's just check this, Mark? <laughs> Show us what you can do, buddy, here. Whatever you can do, do it. Just do it. Keep going. Just go right up. 
Yeah! Thank you, Captain. Awesome. I did 20 of those before I came to church. But seriously, how are your spiritual muscles? The word, prayer, giving, fasting. Because you are called by God to be a spiritual giant. You say, no, 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 Pastor, that, that's, that's you. you. No, no, that's wrong, folks. You're created in the image of God. Everyone in this room, wired in your DNA, in your DNA is the ability to be a spiritual giant in the kingdom of God. Don't ever let the devil persuade you that you are not, that you can't have a massive prayer muscle, that you can't have extraordinary fasting biceps, that you can't be so strong in the word that the devil runs every time he sees you, that you can have a giving muscle that is of another planet. Friends, it's in your DNA. You're created for this. You're born for this. In fact, you owe it to God to develop your spiritual muscle and become a heavyweight, a spiritual giant. Come on across campuses in the kingdom of God. And that's what the world is waiting for, friends. That's what heaven is waiting for. And you're called to be one of those. So tell the person next to you, you are a spiritual giant. You are a spiritual giant. You just got to believe it and go for it. So make sure. It's this Friday, isn't it? Half night of prayer. Yeah, this is a Friday night. Everybody, half night of prayer, 7 to 11 p.m. to develop these muscles in your life, especially the prayer and the fasting muscle. Come and join us. Can someone throw me a chair? Oh, here we go. Here's a chair. All right. Here we go. Here we go. So, thank you, sir. That's all right. I can carry it. <laughs> so, chair has how many legs? Four. The word, prayer, fasting, giving. You've got all those four legs in place. You can sit on this. And it will fully support you. Is that right? It will support you in the journey of life. It will support you through the storms, support you through the battles. It will carry you through any problem you ever faced in life. It's, you're building on Christ the solid rock, I stand. You are unbeatable, undefeatable. You are a champion, you're a heavyweight. But the question is, what happens if one of those legs is missing? Yeah, you sink, you collapse. It won't carry the weight of what you're facing in your life. Develop the four muscles, the word, prayer, fasting, giving. Don't miss any of them, friends, and you will be a champion and a heavyweight for God. You're right up there, campuses. Hope you're doing okay. Keep sticking with us, and don't forget your... Half night of prayer as well, 7 to 11 p.m. Okay. A couple made it a matter of prayer during fasting 
focus on unsafe family. One niece was 14, the other was 16, and then a brother was 60 years old. They were all Buddhists. Began to pray and fast and to seek God earnestly. Ten days into the fast, the 14-year-old got saved, and the 16-year-old got saved shortly after. When they contacted the brother, he said he had given his life to Jesus Christ. This was an extraordinary miracle, the atomic power of prayer and fasting. Three Buddhists gave their lives to Christ, friends. No one is beyond the reach of the gospel of Jesus Christ to save. A preacher said that he was one of 11 boys and girls in the family. And he would say this. His mother would often say, <laughs> so growing it would say to the brothers and to the sisters, she said, uh, all of you are going to be saved. And she said, whenever any one of them wandered away from the faith, she would lock into prayer and fasting. Yeah. And all 11, born again and living for Jesus. The power of prayer and fasting. Come on, friends, we've got to develop that muscle. We've got to pull it up because there's victories God's got in store for you that only prayer and fasting are going to work for you to bring it through in your life. Fasting is a means of renewing you spiritually. It causes the roots of your relationship with God to go deeper. You want to go deeper into God? Through fasting is a key. They reckon fasting is the primeval force to reconnect us to our spiritual core that longs for God. Fasting reconnects us to our primary core, which is a hunger for God. Fasting will do that for you. So God's got specific assignments for you, specific blessings. How will you ever know what they are? How will you ever see them fulfilled in your life? I believe, based on Scripture, you'll never walk in the perfect will of God without prayer and fasting. Luke 2, 37, this woman was a widow of 84 years of age who did not depart from the temple but served God with fastings and prayers day and night. Anna's prayer and fasting, listen, positioned her for God's assignment in her life that she would hold the Christ child in her hands. Wow. See, God's got extraordinary assignments for you. And for you to hold it in your hands, it's going to take some prayer and fasting, friends. So you can be all that God has called you to be. Imagine holding the Christ child. But she was prepared for it, friends, through prayer and through fasting. As you pray and fast, God will open doors for you and your influence will increase. Just before Christmas, this man lost his bakery business. And all he could afford to give his wife that year was a 75-cent card. That's it. They were broke. He joined the church in 21 days of prayer and fasting. The end of the fast, he had to see his accountant. accountant. The accountant said, look, there's a man who wants to sell four bakeries for $25,000. The man smiled and said, look, I can't afford $25. Discouraged, he drove off. As he was driving away, he got to um, a, a stop sign. And the stop sign seemed to be shouting at him, stop. You know, when you're praying fast, you become sensitive to the Spirit. So he, and, he, and God said to him, haven't you been asking me for a reward for 21 days? And he said, yes, I have. He stopped the car, turned around, went back to the counter. Three friends in the church helped him to raise the $25,000 to buy those four bakeries. Within six months, he had repaid the $25,000. And God blessed the business so much within the first year that when his wife brought him his Christmas present, it wasn't a 75-cent cart, friends. Listen to this. It was an aeroplane. Mm. The business boomed out of sight. 21 days of prayer 
and fasting. And I would like an aeroplane, folks. <laughs> so I can fly to Kaitaia and Whangarei and Rotorua and Sydney. And for the city, I need a helicopter. I need about 20 people to fast 21 days, and I'm sure I will get it. The devil will mess with you when you fast. Next day, there's going to be chocolate bars all over the place, cream donuts, and the boss will take everyone out for a free meal, which he's never done before in the history of your life. It's going to be the day you start fasting. You can guarantee it, and he'll attack you just before your greatest victories. He'll tell you nothing's happening. He'll say... You know, quit, give up. And usually he'll do it just before your greatest victory. Just when you're so close, he'll say, quit, call it a day. God's not doing anything. This fasting doesn't work. He says, nothing's happening. It's just a waste of your energy. Go out and enjoy a Big Mac. So what do you say to you? I say to you, don't quit. Rebuke the quitting spirit in Jesus' name and tell your stomach to shut up. And behave itself in Jesus' name. Speak to that stomach. (laughs) Great results come from fasting. You're thinking about the food you're going to eat at the end of the fast? (laughs) God's thinking about the things that eye has not seen nor ear has heard. The things that God has prepared for those who love him, who pray and fast and seek his face. God's preparing incredible blessing for your life. See, food has a very powerful place in our lives. Streets are lined with neon signs, advertisements, magazines. They all shout, eat. Eat, eat. But there's a sound from heaven saying, fast, fast, fast. It's a battle between two forces of darkness. Well, between the forces of darkness and the forces of light. And the question is, which one will win? You see, food is great. I love food, but fasting is important. Now listen really carefully to the next point. For me, to go without chicken curry is an astronomical sacrifice. If I had to go without... Sausages and mashed potatoes, no problem. But giving up chicken curry, wow, that's next level. If I can do that, you can give up anything. And God will bless you for it. I have to do it. But the devil has elevated eating beyond its rightful place. You hear that? He really has, because he knows the power of going without food. Hunger is considered the most powerful of all appetites. Began All our problems began. Adam and Eve, they ate the forbidden food. Lost the presence of God, the power of God, the authority of God. They lost rulership. They lost everything. Jesus got it all back by going without food 40 days. Got back the presence, the power, the authority. What was lost through food was regained through fasting. See, your digestive system, your stomach, is made to work harder than any other organ. That's what they say. They say, give your stomach a break. Give your digestive system a rest for a while. And that's why the healing benefits come into play. It was never intended for man to be continually eating and snacking. Fasting books that I've read a few now, because I like reading about it. I don't like doing it, but I do like reading about it. They talk about food drunkards. Hmm. They acquire the habit of overeating, not like over-drinking. It's gone very quiet in this place here. Yeah. It's quiet up and quiet tired too, I'm sure. But anyway, 
Now, we don't condemn people for this. I'm not here to judge or condemn anyone because there's reasons. I'm actually guilty myself at times of being a food drunkard because I've had plenty to eat and I still keep eating. Anyone else like that in this place? <laughs> Two of us. The rest of you, liars. <laughs> there's five types of fast as I begin to wrap this up. Five types. This is just my from reading a lot on this, all right? And all fasting, I'm not minimizing any fasting, all of it is powerful. Whatever you do is fantastic, all right? But there's five levels. One is no food or water. I don't recommend that. You kill yourself. But some people have done it. Then there's just water only. It's called the normal fast, I think they call that. Just water only. Then there's no food but just juice. You notice at each level you just get more input into your body. Then the fourth level is no food but hot drinks, milk drinks, that kind of stuff. And then the fifth level is what they call the Daniel fast, where you just eat vegetables but no meat and all that sort of stuff. As I said, every, every level is really, really powerful, really, really powerful, and, and can do significant things. I just want to say this much. The deeper you go, <laughs> the more powerful it is. And... Uh, you know, the water fast is the one that releases absolute atomic power. That's from re reading a lot of stuff on this material, on this, this, this topic. But hey, whatever you do with fasting, hey, it's all good, <laughs> all right? It's all good. You choose where you're at and where you're comfortable with. But keep trying to develop that fasting muscle. Just push it out a little bit further. So churches and Christians, minus the foundation of fasting, will struggle very, very much. You know, as a church, we have a massive call. Reach New Zealand, the nations, increase the spiritual temperature of the church, see souls saved in abundance, see the power of God uh, in, a, in amazing ways. That's going to require, on our behalf, across campuses, a greater commitment, I believe, to prayer and to fasting. See, it takes massive spiritual power to take territory for God. It does. An extraordinary call demands extraordinary consecration. An extraordinary call, which I believe Church Unlimited has, demands extraordinary consecration. But we're up for it. We're up for this, friends. The mightiest weapon in the Christian arsenal is prayer and fasting. History of revivals tells us this. One or a few leaders rise as flag bearers on the national scene. Then others join the call. John the Baptist... Disciples fasted often because John modeled a lifestyle of fasting. And Jesus said, Matthew eleven twelve, from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. John and his disciples, well, John particularly, through prayer and fasting, through spiritual violence, prepared the way for Jesus to be manifest on the earth. As never before in the history of mankind, does our world need to see Jesus manifest upon this planet? And friends, it's going to take some spiritual violence. Heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. The spiritual violence of prayer and fasting is going to prepare the way for Jesus to once again be manifest on our planet and on our earth in all his fullness all his power and all his glory. 
And when that happens, friends, every knee shall bow, every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. It is time, it is time to fast and pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Across our campuses, please, would you grab these forms right now? Would you fill them in? Just tick all the boxes, as many of the boxes as you can. Rip off the part at the bottom, and then the ushers are going to come and collect them very shortly. Thank you, campuses, for joining us this morning. It's been awesome to have you with us. God bless you. Enjoy the rest of your service.